0: Welcome back to the BDSM Show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Uh, If you want to hit us up on social media, you can reach us on Twitter at at BDSM Show, and you can reach us on Facebook at slash BDSM Show. If you're looking for us on iTunes, just go to iTunes and search Billy and Devo. But there's a good chance if you're listening to this right now, you've already found us on iTunes. Um, And if that doesn't work for you, go to your work computer.
1: Um, fire up Google and just type in BDSM show. Should pop right up on your Try, computer.
0: Yeah, first first search result. Go ahead, just
1: click just it. Go ahead and click it. You don't even have to look. Just click it.
0: And just you know, go down the results. Open a few mm-hmm. tabs and guaranteed one of them's going to be us, right? And just go ahead and turn the speakers
1: up so that your
0: coworkers can hear that you're into the BDSM show. Yeah, BDSM is always best shared with others. Uh, so we'll go ahead and jump right into um, the story of the day, and that is LeBron opting out of his contract with the Heat. Uh, not really a surprise. I think it was kind of expected. Uh, a couple weeks back we had discussed the fact that the Heat were thinking about making a run at Carmelo Anthony, and the biggest thing that had to happen for that to to be a possibility was James, Wade, and Bosch would have to opt out of their contracts because this is the year that they can opt out and take a bit of a pay cut Uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of a pay cut they're willing to take Uh, i think this past season they each made upwards of 18 million apiece Uh, i'm thinking i do think he he's going to stay with miami he's supposedly supposed to be meeting with Wade and Bosch soon to discuss their future. He's going to be meeting with Mickey Harrison, the owner of the heat and Pat Riley, the GM to discuss their plans and, and see, you know, what the plan of attack is for improving the team. If he's going to come back. Um, so I do think they'll, they'll take the pay cut. I could see Bosch has already said he'd come out. He's already come out and said he would take a pay cut to stay. He loves Miami. He loves playing with the guys. Um, I could see him ending up at a, at about 11 or 12. Uh, Wade, if he's going to play anything like he showed up in the finals, I got to think he's in the 11 to 12 range, 15 tops, just based on what he's done for the franchise over the last decade. And then, you know, it's, it's all up to LeBron if he wants to take a $5 million pay cut or if he wants to go further than that. He obviously doesn't need the contract money because he's making a crap load of money off of shoes. So, you know, it's really up to him how low he wants to go on a salary in order to bring in extra guys, to bring in help. Devin, what do you think? And
1: to put some perspective on it, um, Tim Duncan, uh, last year he's played for the Spurs since, I don't know, since they decided to draw lines on the dirt. Um he only makes like ten million dollars a year, so it kind of puts some perspective into, you know, what he, what Tim Duncan did to keep a team and to keep a core and be able to bring other guys in there is, you know, he's making ten million bucks. That was his option last year. So I mean, he's obviously not at the pinnacle of his uh, career, but still, I mean, he's you know, eight, or, you know, five to eight million dollars under each one of uh, Bosh, Wade, and um, James. Yeah, so, and
0: you gotta think, you know. At some point, a player has to realize, if he really wants a title that bad, that uh, $10 million is still easy living money. Like, I agree. If you can't live off $10 million, I, I don't know what you're doing. I
1: mean, because... I get Miami's an expensive town, uh, and you probably developed some expensive tastes, um, but is there really a difference between, uh, you, know, uh, you know, $10 million, $15 million once you've already got, you know, I don't know, hundreds in the bank? Yeah, exactly. So... Um, I would expect them to make the deal. I don't think I don't really see LeBron going anywhere. I don't see him going back to Cleveland. Um, I don't see him going. Maybe Los Angeles might be the only other market that could hold him. uh, Yeah, I would find it.
0: I would find it hilarious. So and this is this is the one thing I'm kind of. If he doesn't re up with the heat, the one thing I would be rooting for just to see the reaction is going back to Cleveland with the way (laughs) they reacted when he left. And I get it, you know, he went on national TV and, and in a way he embarrassed the franchise or whatever whatever excuse you want to make. Uh, Cleveland fans they revolted. They the deep end. Yeah. yeah they, they they went just, a little crazy. It was it was terrible. Uh out in the streets burning jerseys um you know tearing up yeah, basketball cards and you know. Yeah, tearing down the full size ads on the side, side of buildings and stuff like that. And they, the way Dan Gilbert responded to the whole situation, acting like a, a spoiled brat, rich kid who had, who had never been told no in his life, and, you know, just the way everything went down after LeBron left Cleveland, I just – how how do you come back around and start rooting for the guy again? You know, like you, you had to know at some point there's a possibility he could come back to Cleveland later in his career. But how do you how if you re- reacted that strongly to him leaving? And LeBron is the devil. He's a, a piece of crap. Um, he should burn in hell. And I hope all bad things happen to him because he's a basketball player that left his hometown. That's not really his hometown. <laughs> right. Uh, how do you how do you come back from that? You know, it's like if you had a girlfriend. You know, or you, your wife left you. <laughs> right. And, and you burned everything that ever meant anything between the two of you, and then she you know has her fun and comes crawling back and and you accept her what yeah you i know. just there's no i don't think there's any coming back from that uh, when you, is that my wedding dress in the backyard yeah uh what no. it's like you just don't I don't think you can go that far off the deep end the uh with such hatred and then come back and root for the guy. I, just, I, I would be interested to see how that would play out. And that's really the only reason if he doesn't sign with the Heat again, that's, that's what I'm pulling for. Uh, heat number one, back to Cleveland number two, just to see how it goes down, <laughs> just to I'm see not, reaction.
1: I have been amused also by uh, the reaction on social media. Um, all of the people who hate LeBron also hate the fans of LeBron, which I thought was funny, yes. um, that you know all of the you know the Heat fans are also you know now free agents, and uh, uh, I just think it's funny because I feel like it is okay to be a fan of a player without being a fan of the team. Uh, I, for one, own a Barry Sanders jersey. Barry Sanders played for one team in the NFL, the Lions. Am I a Lions fan? No, no. Nope. I have a Sterling Sharp jersey. I'm not a Packers fan. I'm just a good player fan. And uh I feel like that's okay to to like a player, you know, all these uh Tim Tebow fans that went out and bought Broncos jerseys. You think all these Gator fans are uh now all of a sudden Bronco fans? No, they're probably Buccaneers or Jacksonville or Miami fans, but they went out and bought a Tebow jersey because even though it's from Denver. So, uh you know, it's okay to like the player and not the team.
0: I agree. And and also Let's just throw out the notion that all Heat fans are just off the bandwagon as soon as LeBron leaves. Uh, I hate to break it to you, but I'm a Heat fan. I was a Heat fan before LeBron was there, and when LeBron is gone, if he leaves next month and, and goes to New York, one of our rivals, or the Celtics, or the Lakers, or whoever, I don't give a damn. I'm still a Heat fan. I mean, you would be sad because the best
1: player in the league is gone. Yeah. but it, you're not going to stop being a heat fan.
0: You wonder where it goes from there to rebuild and make a contender, but I'm not going to go start rooting for whatever team LeBron goes to, or, or pick another team loaded with superstars. I'm still a heat fan. I was a heat fan when we had Alonzo morning and Tim Hardaway and Jamal Mashburn and PJ Brown and all them fools, Bruce Bowen. People don't seem to remember Bruce Bowen played for the heat before he became a defensive ace for the Spurs. Uh, and when those guys left, and we had a dark period where we had Anthony Mason and and uh, you know all those guys, Alonzo Mourning, Brian Grant, and and just nobodies. I was I... a fan back then when they sucked. When they ended up with Wade because they had you know a top five pick because they were garbage. I was still a fan. So it's not like if LeBron leaves. Oh, no, what am I going to do? Well, basketball is still low on my totem pole. It'll continue (laughs) to be low on my totem pole, but I'll still be a Heat fan. You know, when Uh, the Heat are on, I'll still, if I'm not doing anything else, if the socks aren't on or one of my other sports that's higher up on the food chain isn't on, if the Heat are on, I'll watch it. You know, like USF has been terrible in basketball for as long as I've been a USF fan. And I still, if they're on, I go, hey, USF's on, I'll watch it. Because that's what real fans do. You're not just a fan of one player who carries a franchise. You know, LeBron has been huge for the last four years and getting to four straight finals and winning two of them. But just because he leaves, I'm not going to jump off the deep end and burn all my heat gear and go, all right, (laughs) time to pick a new team. And what I'm trying
1: to say is that it is okay if you are a LeBron fan And you liked the Heat because LeBron played for them. And then wherever LeBron ends up, it's okay to like that team too because your favorite player plays there. He happens to be the best player in the league, and it's okay to like the best player in the league. I guarantee if Michael Jordan, you know, after he won his fifth title, would have gone to, I don't know, the Washington Wizards, um, that people would like the Washington Wizards because Michael Jordan played for them. Exactly. So,
0: um, and that's not know, to say, you know, my whole rant there, that's not to say I won't root for LeBron if he goes right. to another team. He's still a great player. Oh, he's not playing the Heat. Yeah, and on <laughs> nights when he's not playing the Heat, it's he's a fun player to watch. When Absolutely. he's in the zone, you know, he's a, just a great player. When he's, I, when he's on, he's amazing to watch. So if he leaves the Heat and, say, signs with the Spurs, which would be a dick move, by the way. <laughs> right, that would be awesome. I would still... I would still get a kick out of watching it because and he's a great player. The, I would love to see
1: all the Spurs fans who are like taking their LeBroning pictures and all that it would be just all of a sudden turn, turn face and say, Oh, I really like LeBron. He actually is really good. You know, I think him and Tim Duncan play really great together. Yeah. Yeah. It'd so be amazing how I, quick that. they flip. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, now I'm going to write LeBron a letter and say, please go to the Spurs. Nice. Go for free. So they can't say no. Awesome. I'll keep buying, I'll keep buying my son your shoes. <laughs> um i wanted to also get into uh world cup um and now i'm gonna yes. say the usa we lost a heartbreaker now all of you soccer fans out there are gonna say oh you didn't lose you got a draw hey in america it, we win or we lose if you ain't first you're last yes and exactly concerned uh a tie or a draw or whatever you want to call it Is a loss, especially the way that we lost. So uh, I'm going
0: to go ahead and put that down as a loss. Yeah, it was tough. It was a really good game. Uh, In fact, I kind of pushed through. I was working Sunday, and I kind of pushed through everything so that I could free up some time to to watch most of the game. And uh, to give up the goal five minutes in, and you think, oh, crap, here we go. You know, we got our hopes up beating Ghana, and and now they're going to take a fat dump on our hopes. But they responded well. They had several strong pushes immediately after. They spent a good portion of the game attacking. And then again, you know, good portions of the game where it seemed like they couldn't get out of their own end. But uh I mean they had they could have easily won this game, even after giving up that goal at the end. They could have easily won this game four to two, five to two. They had shot after shot that was they were great looks, they just didn't find the back of the net. Uh giving it up the way they did with 5 minutes of stoppage time which I don't know how often that happens I don't think I've ever personally seen it which is kind of aggravating and to give it up with like 10 15 seconds left is heartbreaking but I just I have this feeling like we were talking earlier I have this feeling like it's going to be one of those things with hockey where you know it's overtime and one team comes down and they've got the open net and they ping it off the goal post and the other team goes right down and scores right after, and it's over just like that. You know, I just—I <laughs> right. have a feeling it's going to be one of those gut punch, like type things where we are so close to just moving on to the next round, regardless, that we're going to come out and lay an egg against Germany and get blown away, and then either Ghana or Portugal blows out the other team, and they catch up to us in goal differential and pass us, and we're left going home you know, when we were 20 seconds from moving on to the second round. So I really hope that doesn't happen. I think this team has got the the mental toughness to get past this and just, uh, you know, give Germany their best. And I need some help, soccer fans. Um,
1: Being that soccer is probably right down there with most of the Olympic sports, um, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but uh, I'm having trouble comprehending this subjective... Uh, overage time, you know, extra time, added time, that the ref can just decide how much time was wasted with all these numb nuts diving on the field and pretending like they got shot and poked in the eye and, you know, whatever else it is that they pretended, you know, some, uh, you know, mortal grievance they have. Um, so why five, why not four minutes? Why not seven minutes? You know what I mean? Like... How's it that overage time ends the second we gave up the tying goal? You know what I mean? Yeah, it was um, it was a
0: tough pill to swallow.
1: It, and the other thing, kind of, I got to put a little bit of blame on the United States. Like, why weren't there nine dudes in the box? Why weren't they just banging the ball? You know, three quarters of the way down the field between every play. Yeah, and, if, and you know, if the clock doesn't stop, just kick the damn thing out of bounds. Takes it's going to take a few seconds off the clock every time.
0: That that I think with the soccer diehards. Uh, who pick up on these things a little more than say you or I or the, the right. average, average you know just join in for the World Cup viewer. Uh, yeah, Bradley could have done it. yeah. Bradley could have done anything but turn it over and we win. Kick it out of bounds. By the time they get reset up, they got time for one push. We pack it in, kick it away, and done. Game's over. So it was just it was kind of frustrating.
1: But yeah, kick it straight up in the air. I mean, these guys could kick the ball out of the goddamn stadium. I mean, I just
0: it's frustrating
1: just blast it down the field anyway. So I think there's way too many turnovers. Uh, I feel like they should add, um, they should add fouls like they do in basketball. I would love to see people get, uh, ejected for dives. Yes. Uh, I would like to see them get ejected for biting people. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, and, I, you know, I, I would just love to be, see that happen as
0: well. So in speaking of that, I just want to touch on that real quick. Uh, you know, because we're kind of pressed for time, but uh, this uh, Suarez cat for Uruguay. Uh, this situation, and this is to the average fan. I'm an average fan. I get into it just for the World Cup. This is soccer just in its finest to me. <laughs> uh, Suarez goes over and bites this dude on the shoulder. He's got a history of it. It's weird. Whatever. Let's get past that. He's he bites the guy. Yeah, he bites the guy in the shoulder. The guy throws up his arm, flops to the ground like he just got shot in the head by a sniper with a 50 cal rifle, and then Suarez goes down and pretends like he just got punched in the mouth. He's holding his teeth like he's got his jaw broke. Like One dude bites another on the shoulder, and they both <laughs> go down like they got shot. And that's, no. that's the flopping that the average fan, that's the reason they stay the average Huge fan. Huge turnoff. Because you just can't stand crap like that, and that's what bothers a lot of people about the NBA now. Is there's so much of this too much style flopping? Yeah. it's aggravating. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll still tune in uh, Thursday at noon and see what the U.S. does with Germany, and I'll still tune in provided USA wins and moves ah, on. Right. If USA doesn't win, you can just
1: ESPN can just kiss their ratings goodbye because nobody's watching it. Just, yeah. If anyone's watching it, they're watching it on Telemundo, and yeah. ESPN's not getting the rating. So just go ahead and switch over to LeBron The Decision 2.0 and just run that 24 hours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Um, also, wanted to get into um, uh, beards, actually. Beards, like facial hair, manly beards. I love beards. Uh, you know, <laughs> I do too. Um, I've grown, this is the longest my beard has ever been. I'm probably at the five-month stage of my beard. Nice. Maybe four four or five-month stage of my beard. Um, there's been some ups and some downs. Uh, I've thought about shaving it off several times. Um, but you know what? My, uh, my barber um, has talked me into keeping it. So uh, he's a good man. He, you know, and it's funny because he actually started growing his beard at the same time. So every time I go in there, we kind of talk beard talk. Yeah. Um, and so it's always really interesting, you know, to to kind of see how what he, you know, he's in the industry, and I'm like, I always go in to make sure that my beard's as cool as his is because uh, you know, he's a he's a younger guy, um, yeah. like myself, probably younger than me, honestly. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll give him a little shout out too. He's down there at the Man Cave on Southdale Mabry. Uh, probably the coolest barber shop that there is. There's only two chairs. You can smoke cigars in there. There's always like old Cuban guys playing dominoes. There's beers in there. Nice We've got coffee. The yeah. There's a pool table. There's video games. I mean, it's like uh, uh it's called the Man Cave. So I'll Very uh, good. I'll, post, Very good. I'll post a link on the Facebook page. It's fantastic.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, let's get into some of the merits of having a beard. And like you, I've been growing my beard and I've trimmed it a little bit here and there. Um, But I've kept a beard since I think late November I had a traffic court date or whatever, wanted to look presentable. (laughs) Uh, The the first reason, and this is why I don't shave my beard. uh, Number one, blades are expensive as hell. When it's $18 $18 or $20 or whatever it is for a four pack of freaking blades, I'm not, uh, sorry, I'm not going to shave. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste my money. You know, I'll buy a pack of blades and that'll last me at least a year, if not longer. I can't remember the last time I spent money on blades. Um, it's just too expensive and I love my beard too much. See, what happens is I'll go and I'll shave it and then 20 minutes later I'm going, man, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> You know, like, so now um, I did that a few times and I finally wisened up. You know, you would think you get bit by something enough, you'll turn around and, and leave it alone. So now when I get feelings of whether I should shave it or not, I stop to think, no, I'm going to regret that 10 minutes later. So I'm just going to keep my beard. Um, so some of the merits of having a beard uh, during winter season as a man, It doesn't look good to have a scarf. Scarves, I don't care who makes it, what designs are on it. Scarves are not manly. They're not. Not even soccer scarves. Sorry, World Cup fan. What is manly is a big old thick beard that was given to you naturally. You don't have to spend money on that. It's free, and it keeps your face warm. It's fantastic. Uh, Also chicks dig beards we're we're in that age now where that's real talk it's it's the thing chicks are just in beards uh my wife now when i shave goes oh where'd your beard go and it's like well i guess i'm sleeping on the couch till the beard comes back so uh Devin, what are some of your pluses um for me i hate shaving
1: um I did do the Dollar Shave Club, so if you are gonna shave, that's probably the way to go. Uh it was pretty cheap. It was like six bucks a month and they send you four blade you know, four cartridges every month. So that was you know, when I was shaving that was the way to go. Um it chicks do dig it. Um, you know I have had my face touched more with the beard in the last like five months than um I than probably the previous four years. Uh, so it's fantastic yeah, yeah it really is it's nice it's you know um it's um it does have a little bit of drag in the water, so uh you know if you're a competitive swimmer, it might not work for you um i've noticed at least for me that's what I've noticed is' a little bit of drag in there um, it uh it does a great job of keeping the sun off of your face so you're not gonna get sunburned uh under your beard. Very good. Um, it's going to keep your skin nice and and clean and fresh. Now, you do have to shampoo it because, um, like any body hair, if you don't wash it, it could stink. Yeah. Nobody wants you to smell like a hobo beard because there is a difference between well-kept, you know, manscaped beard
0: and hobo beard. Yeah, hobo beard just gross. Gross. You know, make sure to, to shampoo it at least every couple of days at at the very worst, if you've got a big thick beard like Devin's, I would I would just play it safe and shampoo twice a day.
1: Every morning when I shampoo my hair, I sh- I put a little dab on my hand and I shampoo the beard too. Of course, it's a necessity. Now, my guy Chris over at uh, Man Cave, um, he told me this, the key is uh, there's going to be points where you want to shave it, right? Um, there's going to be an itchy phase, which is early, right? You can get past the itchy phase, you're good to go. Yeah. Um, now, he said... When you want to shave it, and it's a decent length, you know, like you're in month three or month four, give it a week. Don't just yeah. go in and cut it. Give it a week. And if you still want to shave it after that, call Chris because he'll talk you out of it. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's – he'll say, come down, and I'll clean it up. he said, just come down, let me clean it up first, and if you don't like it, I'll take it off.
0: See, and that's what I, – I, I don't give it a week. I've only got to give it like five minutes to go, <laughs> hmm, I kind of want to shave, and I'll stop and think for five minutes to go, Nope. No, I don't want to shave. I and like my beard right where it's at.
1: If you keep it nice, you don't have to worry about taking it off for uh, you know a job interview or you know one of those things. It's it's 2014. No one's gonna not hire you unless you have a hobo beard. You know, if it's a stinky, scraggly hobo beard, then you could be. You may have to shave it.
0: Yeah, and that goes back to you know it, it, we're just in that day and age where, and I don't want to hear the Duck Dynasty crap like oh they made it cool for beards. Guess no. what? I was growing beards before those clowns even thought about making what it for cool. their first stupid duck call yeah so give me a break with that it just we're just in this day and age where there are less stigmas about things and beards are just one of those things like eat you're more manly it's fantastic people look at him and go he's a dude i don't want to mess with unless you know you're some like six foot five hundred pound gangly <laughs> looking dude who just happens to grow beard but uh it just it, you you come off more manly. Chicks dig beards. Um, keeps your face warm. Uh, you look weird with a baby face. You yeah, look more no, you, you look more mature with a well kept beard. You know I people agree. look at a, that guy and go, you know that guy over there with that super well kept thick beard. I bet he knows a lot about life. I'm gonna go pick his brain <laughs> for uh, some life lessons and things like that. So yep
1: skilled at woodworking and uh you know can fix a fix your car no problem Um, he could he could probably fix your engine just by looking at it just sneeze at it um for sure at any rate guys uh we're gonna wrap it up a little bit early uh this week we went really long last week so we just kind of want to keep it fair uh for you um, and we're going to leave you this week with a quote, again, from a uh, from a rapper. This is actually a lyric from one of his songs. I'm going to leave you with Tupac Shakur. Uh, and he was known to say, if you want to last, be the first to blast. So uh, we will catch up with you guys next week. Thanks for hanging in there with us, and uh, thanks for listening.
0: See you later, guys.